Hey guys, Coach Christy here. Just uh, had some more thoughts about horsemanship rattling around in my brain and thought I'd share some with you. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts, and if you are, I sure would appreciate it if you shared them with all of your friends and family. The easiest way to do that is to just take a screenshot of this podcast right from wherever you're listening to it from, whether that's um, from Apple or Anchor or iTunes, whatever, um, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. Just take a screenshot and then share that on all your social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. I sure, sure would appreciate it. Please, please, please help me grow my audience, especially if you think what I have to say is helpful. <laughs> um, today, when I, what I want to talk to you guys about is perfectionism and how seeking perfection can harm your horsemanship journey. One of the uh, skills I've been trying to learn in the last several weeks and months is a process called Rising Strong. And this process is has been developed by Dr. Brene Brown. She has a book by the same name, so if you're interested in more details, I highly, highly recommend it. But the process of Rising Strong has to do with um, what do I do anytime I find myself face down in the arena is what Dr. Brown would say, right? Anytime I feel like I have failed at something or anytime I feel um, like I'm under a rock, right? What do I do to get back up and be better for the experience? And so that process has three parts. There's the reckoning, the rumble, and the revolution. The reckoning has to do with our ability to take a pause anytime we feel ourselves being hijacked by our limbic system, right? Anytime we get ourselves into self-preservation mode, whether that has to do with your horsemanship or somebody cuts you off in traffic or you get a nasty email, any of those things, like be aware and get curious about what's happening in your body. So um, for me, I know that I have face planted in the arena when I get a tightening in my chest, I stop producing saliva, and I feel inclined to make this sound. Urgh! All right, that's how I handle face plant moments most of the time. And when those things start happening, I start to get curious about what triggered that particular emotional state. So perfectionism for me was something that I was conditioned to work towards uh, from a very young age. I had a, um, you know, not so great upbringing in that uh, I had parents who were in and out of my life for various reasons. Um, At five years old, four or five years old, was the first time I knew that that was part of my reality because the woman who I thought was my mother told me that she wasn't. And um, immediately I felt abandoned and rejected and started looking for what could I do to ensure that this doesn't happen again because it was a lot of pain. I felt a lot of pain in that process as a, as a, as a young child and um, pain produces habits, okay? And so what I sought out to do was to be the perfect kid, right? I, I worked hard in school and I, I worked hard at sports and I tried to be a good daughter and do what I was told and not defy my parents and, um, you know, just get labeled as the good kid. I thought if I was a good kid that I would be safe, right? That the people who were supposed to take care of me would keep taking care of me. 
So I started working on that straight away at, at, at four or five years old. At, at the age of about 12 or 13, I was wanting to go and live with my mother. And my father was wildly against that. He really did not want me to do that and told me so adamantly. And because I defied his wishes and did what I wanted rather than what he wanted me to do, he removed himself from my life for several years. I did not speak to or hear from my father for many years after that. And that caused so much pain. And that pain really pushed my fire that I have to do better. I have to get better grades. I have to be better at sports. I have to play better in the band. I have to make my parents proud of me. If they're proud of me, then they won't abandon me. And um, that really um, promoted some positive things, right? I, I, I did learn to work hard. I did learn to care about doing well. I did develop strategies to improve. But the unhealthy thing that it developed was an attachment to perfectionism and that a feeling of if I'm not perfect, then I'll be abandoned. And um, that has motivated a lot of my behavior as an adult. So part of my reckoning with what is happening to me as, when I start feeling frustrated because something isn't going perfectly has been to recognize that that's triggered by childhood experiences and the stuff that I made up about those childhood experiences. And recognizing that those things are made up. I made that up to try to cope with a difficult situation. But it's not really the truth. It has no basis in reality whatsoever. So um, being able to get curious about what's happening in my body and recognizing the emotion and how and why it was triggered helps me to rumble with it, right? Rumble to me just means um, to, to hash it out, right? To, to reconcile uh, where, where that's coming from and let it go. I can let it go because I know where it comes from. And I can recognize that it's a false paradigm. There's no amount of perfectionism that's going to prevent me from ever feeling vulnerable, which is really how I feel when I think I might be abandoned, right? So um, it, it's not useful. So then I can revolutionize how I handle that emotion in the future and do better. So really, the revolution really only has to do with me being able to be present Right? Recognize when the emotion's coming up. Remind myself that that emotion is happening because of a childhood trigger that caused me to create um, a, a habit that doesn't uh, serve me. And then take some deep breaths and let it go. And as I start to um, start again with whatever I'm trying to do with my horse... I will um, remember how much I love horses, right? How easy it was for horses to bring me joy as a kid. Uh, as a 12-year-old girl, all they had to do was be there. Like just seeing a horse in a field that wasn't even mine brought me joy. And um, I, I've come to understand that I can pull up that feeling anytime I want. It's not conditional. And that horses still do bring me joy just by being there if I'm paying attention and allowing that to happen. So um, I think it's important for us to understand that horses perceive negative thoughts as either pressure or predatory. You see, our thoughts vibrate on different frequencies. When we have a positive, empowering thought, they vibrate on a high frequency. 
And when we have a negative or disempowering thought, they vibrate on a lower frequency. So lower frequency thoughts are something that our horses try to get away from. And higher frequency thoughts are something that our horses try to uh, seek out. So uh, oftentimes when we're being critical or we get frustrated about things not being perfect, we're directing that feedback to ourselves. And we think that makes it safe for a horse. That is not true, my friends. They do not know the difference between you being self-critical and you being critical of them. It's all just low-frequency thoughts that they're trying to find a way to get relief from. So, um, you know, when Pat tells us to be careful of our thoughts, it is so much more than am I thinking about the outcome that I want or am I clear in my picture, which are important skills to have. But it's also about am I using my emotions deliberately or am I allowing default settings that got programmed in me in my childhood to prevent me from experiencing the joy of harmony with my horses. So um, I hope that helps you guys. Just a little background on me. I'm trying to share a little bit of my journey in hopes that you can relate to some part of it and um, reconcile uh, some of your habits as well. More than anything, I want you to enjoy your horsemanship journey and, and have a great deal of success with your horses and just know that your thoughts matter, your emotions matter. And learning how to um, use them deliberately is an important horsemanship skill. That's all I got for you today, guys. I hope that it helps you some. If not, I'm sorry for wasting your time. If you like it, please share, share, share. I would sure appreciate the support. And I hope wherever you are in the world that you have a super fantastic day. See you on the next one. Thanks, guys. Bye.